0: Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Big Honker Podcast. Listen, go check out our new YouTube series, The First Family of Waterfowl. It is up on YouTube right now, the very first episode released last week. Everybody has enjoyed it, and uh, we hope that you will go check it out, share it with your buddies, and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel, The Big Honker Podcast. That way you don't miss anything. Go check out all of our wonderful sponsors. If you are in the market for a brand-new hunting dog, I highly suggest you check out our newest sponsor, Double T British Kennels. Uh, Get on the waiting list, put your name down, and they
1: can do it all, right, Jeff? Yes, great dog. They have started dogs, puppies, everything, any kind of training you want. Great guys take care of you. Check out Double T British Kennels on the internet at BritLabs.com.
0: They've got a hell of a looking Male, I mean, he's a fucking looks like a tank.
1: Yes, he is big dog. I am gonna tell you what. Now we had a we had a British Labria. My dad had twenty five years ago. Was an English field champion. One of the best dogs we've ever had. My, great discipline. Uh, wasn't a really big dog. Was a smaller dog, but just done a hell of a job. Great dog. Great bloodlines. Uh, both English and Scottish bloodlines. I am Scottish bloodline too. So there you go.
0: There you go. Double T British Kennels. We are also brought to you by Ducks
1: Unlimited. Uh, you don't have to say nothing else. Ducks Unlimited. Everybody knows what they do. If it wasn't for Ducks Unlimited, we wouldn't have ducks to hunt now. If you are a waterfowl hunter, you need to be a member of Ducks Unlimited. They're everything they contribute. Eighty percent of all their resources they collect goes back into the ducks, and that's a hell of a lot of money to go back to the ducks.
0: It is. They do great work, and if, like Jeff said, if it weren't for them, we wouldn't have ducks. So they are working on behalf of the duck numbers and the duck hunters.
1: Ducks Unlimited. It will be uh, Ducks Unlimited banquet season's coming along. Start September, they fire back up pretty heavy. I know the Illinois chapter right now has got a bourbon uh, lotto they're doing right now. You can check it up uh, online. Just search Illinois Ducks Unlimited bourbon, and they've got some kind of uh, deal they're doing right now. I don't have much more information. I know that town's absolutely horrible, but that's true.
0: There you go. We're also brought to you by Pacific Calls. They have got a brand new goose call hitting the market for Squad Fest, July 15th and 16th. Um, I should have a little teaser and a little bit more information on it later in a couple days, maybe later this week. Uh, I might have one on the way, Jeff. I can't. I figure you probably I, I can probably neither do. confirm nor deny. But if you are at Squad Fest, July 15th and 16th, check them out. They've got the, – it's the new BA call um, – they're really, really excited about it, and uh, they've still got the best duck call on the market, the PCD, single read. It's, it, it's phenomenal. It's all that I use whenever I duck hunt, and they've got duck calls, crane calls, goose calls. They got it all. Check them out, pacificcustomcalls.com, and uh, let them know the Big Honker Podcast Boy sent you. We are also brought to you by Dive Bomb. Buy some decoys. It's not too... It's actually perfect time start building that spread for this coming waterfowl season. That is at Dybomindustries.com. We are also brought to you by Boss Shot Shells, maker of the most lethal shotgun load on the market, Copper Play to Bismuth. They're, they're trendsetters, Jeff. I was talking to somebody, and they said, if you want to see what the shotgun market is going to do in a year or two from now, just look at what Boss is doing this year because uh, everybody else seems to follow suit.
1: Yeah, everybody's playing catch-up with them. <laughs> it's like Going back to this, it's like shooting lead in the 70s. From the first time I shot it, that's exactly what it's like. Boss, way ahead of the game.
0: Great people, all American made product. Check them out at bossshotshells.com and get those shotgun shells delivered straight to your door. Start stocking up for this coming waterfowl season. We are brought to you by Shin Gear Waiters. And let me tell you what, you thought their waiters were great. Wait until you see all the new stuff that they've got coming out. They've got vests available for pre order on July 14th, they've got the 60 series, which is basically an everyday series and um i'm forgetting the other one right now but there are three products that are oh the over and under that's what it is you can wear it with your uh waiters it's not super bulky so you're not like the michelin man out there it's nice slim fitting uh nice slim fitting jacket but that 60 series i'm really looking forward to it so they're taking pre orders starting july 14th for all of their new products and then they will start shipping out directly after that but Go to their website, shingear.com, and you can, uh, if you're wanting waders, you can get them to you, and then if you're wanting any of these new items, uh, check them out. A lot of cool stuff coming from them, and uh, also be on the lookout because I think they've got more stuff coming out later in August, so exciting times. That is at shingear.com. We are also brought to you by Gundog Outdoors, the great Mr. Alex Langbell up there in the great state of Montana. It looks like they're finally drying out. Um he he's got your four-legged hunting buddy taken care of. The quick release system. I think that every dog should be clipped into that as just an added safety precaution. And um, you can come by and see Alex at the uh, Alex will Squad be, Fest. Alex will definitely be at Squad Fest and um, the field trauma kit. You never know when when you never know when you're going to need it. Accidents happen every single day. Even if it's just a deep cut on your hand, uh, Alex has stuff in the field trauma kit that. Stop a bleeding, keep you warm. I mean, he he's put a he was a first responder for his entire career. So this is this was designed with uh, kind of every different scenario in mind. He's also got stainless steel dog bowls and uh, check cords that he makes himself right there in Montana. So uh, go, go by and see Alex;
1: just a cool dude to visit with. Yeah, just talk to him. Great just guy. visit with
0: him. He's a he's a super cool guy. Uh, he's he's very very influential. Influential in uh, the waterfowl world done a lot of cool things so go say hello to him we are also brought to you by the looking glass duck club podcast mr rebel heron and logan Pipe put on a hell of a show you can donate to their patreon account and you will have their entire library at your disposal Um, great guys they've become incredible friends throughout our couple years of knowing them and they're a lot of fun to listen to um, the Bourbon Review, it goes, up on, uh, it goes up on iTunes, so you don't have to have a uh, membership to that. Everybody can hear that, but to go hear the more juicy stuff, donate to their Patreon, and you get their full library. So go check them out there. We are also brought to you by Alpha Outdoor Specialties, maker of the Stanfield Stool. No more buckets for me. My hemorrhoids will be thanking me come January. It is, uh, they're going to go in our A-frames custom fit and they can build anything that you want they're a fabricator they're they're a fabrication shop and if you've got some if you've got an idea of a chair or anything that you want built get a hold of them alpha outdoor specialties and they can take care of you but uh, the stanfield stool looking forward to it we're also brought to you by lucky duck maker of the two by four blind which is best blind on the market right now and best spinners That are out there waterproof. They take a dive unexpectedly, just shake them off, dry them out, and they're back up and spinning again. Uh, remotes all pair up nice and nicely and click them on and off. Click them on when the ducks are coming, click them off if you got geese coming. Uh, makes it nice and easy.
1: Dog kennels out this Dog kennel,
0: five star crash test rated. That's they got, they beefed up their sizes. They, uh, they, they have kennels now that fit that fat ass dog of mine, Lou. And, um, I don't even think twice whenever I throw them in there. Five-star crash test rated. It's the way to go. That is that lucky duck. I really, really like their kennels. We're also brought to you by Bangtail Whiskey, Mr. Brandon Bing. Mr. Brandon Bing. How's it going on over there? He's weathered the glass shortage, and he is shipping whiskey. It is a beautiful whiskey. I make my whiskey sour out of it. Whenever I get time, I had a couple over the 4th of July holiday, and they are fantastic. Go to bangtailwhiskey.com, make sure you're 21 years or older, and um, you can get it You can get it coming right to you. Also, he's got some new music out on iTunes, so check him out, Brandon Bing, great guy. Uh, we're also brought to you last, but no, not last, but not least. Uh, we're also brought to you by Dirty Duck Coffee. If your coffee sucks, it is not the duck. We start our morning every single day here the exact same way, and that is with a nice steamy hot cup of the Missouri Boat Ride Blend. And, um, you know, I put a little bit of high velocity in there mornings. I need a little pick me up, but they make a great coffee and, a, and portion of all of their proceeds go into great organizations like Delta ducks, unlimited, all that good stuff. So they'll they, be at squad fest. Also, they'll be at squad fest. You can get your coffee for the year right there. Go up, say hello. I don't know if the general Lee will be there.
1: they will get Scotty goggles, uh, autograph cause yep. he will be there.
0: Yep. Um, but Dirty Duck Coffee, it's how we start every single day. It's great tasting coffee, and uh, you will not be disappointed. So go up, check them out at Squad Fest, and get your coffee for the year. Last but not least, Stanfield Hunting Outfitters. It is not too late. If you are wanting to get on the calendar for this coming waterfowl season, give us a holler, 940-658-3172. Talk to Jeff. Tell them what you're looking for.
1: and You want to shoot a trophy spec? I can work in a small couple of guys on November. I don't care how small you are, just a couple smaller groups, November 7th through 9th and November 14th through 16. I got room for a couple of twos and threes. If you want to add on to the if you want to shoot trophy spec, those are primo primo dates. We will also be doing filming at that time. I'm sure. Anyways, give us a holler at nine, four Oh six, five, eight, three, one, seven, two, or look us up on the web at www.stanfieldhunting.com.
0: We appreciate everybody. If that's tuning in, that is all of our sponsors. Please go check them out because they do play a very important role in the making of this podcast and it would be nice if you would go check them out, whatever you're needing. I feel like we've got a great list of sponsors here. So pick your poison, go check them out.
1: God bless you. Have a great week.
0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, this episode of the podcast, we are joined by the Wisconsin Turkey Commander, Mr. Lauren Voss. Uh, the man has killed over 150 turkeys during his time out in the woods. Great man. Um really really fun to talk to him uh and we hope that you enjoy it he's an inspiration and i hope i'm as spry as he is when i'm up his age so hope you enjoy it here he is lauren voss and be looking for his book coming out later this fall so here he is lauren voss
1: to the big Honker podcast brought to you by pacific game calls i am jeff stanfield with the world famous andy shaver and since this is coming out
0: next week because we're stacking them up this is the ba lesser call showing it to all the people on the great uh, youtube channel brand new from pacific calls you should have bought one at squad fest but it is now
1: after squad fest
0: after squad fest so i can show you now it's over and, there sounds
1: great Look at the shirt Andy's wearing. That's the First Family of Waterfowl. It has also come out on YouTube. Check us out on the Big Honker podcast page on YouTube at our channel, not page, channel at the First Family of Waterfowl. Story behind Stanfield Hunting Outfitters. And today, from the great city of... Fond du Lac. The, you didn't even give me a chance to fuck it up. Fond du Lac. Fond du Lac. Wisconsin. You
2: almost made it. You almost made it. Fond du Lac. Fond du Lac. One sort of... One my syllable.
1: my conservative friend, the Wisconsin Turkey Commander, Lauren Voss. Lauren, how are you doing, sir?
2: Just great. Up on this side of the grass, yeah.
1: <laughs> that's a good place to be. Sometimes that's kind
0: of where you want to stay, isn't it?
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Do you think there's any Democrats in heaven?
2: No. <laughs> <laughs> I did, I did think a little bit. <laughs> but.
1: Not any Democrats uh, yeah. in 2023, or two, 22 for sure.
2: Well, see, actually, I took the C out of that. Demerats? Yeah, yeah, there you go. That's what I use, yeah. Yeah, it's been, it's it's a ride. It's unbelievable what's going on, and people don't understand. But the the problem is, is when you're talking to them, go out and talk to your driveway. Yeah. I mean... We, there's, there's nothing, it doesn't hit anything when it hits the ears. There's nothing in there.
1: We, so. we don't have a lot of that where we live at, thank God. But the people that, I, that, that I'm that i friends with that do deal with that, they just talk about how frustrating it is. The people will not turn off ABC, and NBC, or CBS, and they can't think for themselves. They just, you know, by gosh, everything the media tells them. That's the problem we need the media, the, the media in our country to change and well, do what they're supposed yeah. to do.
2: Actually, I think a guy could make a multi—you could be a multi-millionaire if you could develop an app for for television that every time Biden comes on, it turns off. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, I saw he got heckled today. I saw a minute ago before we got on here on Twitter in the Rose Garden. He was giving, or in the backyard, wherever the hell he's at. He was giving a speech and somebody was heckling him. They should. It don't do no good because he don't he don't know what he's talking about. It's not like you're dealing with Trump or even Obama, who who is at there least mentally? yes that you could speak to and they could at least have a conversation. Everything he does, every speech he gives. Is pre-done. I mean, the fucker can't even read his teleprompter right because he repeats himself where it says "repeat, the, repeat line. the line, repeat the line." I mean, he's a dumbass. But so it doesn't do you any good to heckle him. He don't know what he's doing. He goes on vacation. They showed him this week riding his bicycle when people were cussing at him and flipping him off, and you know, asking where his training wheels were and stuff. Nobody respects the man. No, especially no. well, man.
2: I don't know how old you guys are. I'm actually Wednesday. I'm going to be seventy-four. Actually, okay.
1: You're twenty years and- older than me.
2: I know where. Pardon.
1: You're twenty years older than me. I'm fifty four. How many years older? Twenty.
2: Oh, okay. Twenty. Okay. Well, you know, I I realize where I am now to where I was, and you got you got to do that in life. I mean, hey, there's some great people out there in their eighties. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. I know them, but there's some guys out there in their twenties that are loose. So, you know, I, I you. You know, you just have to learn to live what you can do, you know, and that's what you get with age. You know, I remember when people would say, you know, uh, pick up that heavy thing, and I would, and then I'd hurt my back, and I'd suffer. Well, now, when I hit that 70, well, I, uh, probably 65, I just look at it and say, no. <laughs> and, and, you know, I realize what limitations you have. He is so bad beyond he doesn't know where his limitation is because he doesn't understand anything. Yeah. I, I, and that, that
1: have he, you seen major problem? Major, he's have, a true empty suit. Have you seen
0: the latest video of Hunter Biden, uh, heckling or haggling with the hooker over cocaine or no crack? I'm sorry.
1: Methamines. Yeah, uh,
0: yeah.
2: I think I saw, uh, 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 there was something on Facebook that had some, you know, picture like that well it's a whole yeah. video
0: it shows his face and he's he's uh you can hear him haggling with uh with the drug dealer about uh what and he's got it on the scale and he's haggling over over how much is there and everything i think it just released either this morning or last night so
1: you know what his dad's name is on his contact on his phone pedo yeah the big guy Peto, no, Peto Pete, pedo no pedo p p-e-d-o Pete, P-E-T-E, is his dad's name on his phone. Somebody hacked into his phone. That's where all this stuff's coming from. They just Hmm. got into his phone over the weekend. But his dad's contact in there is Pedo Pete.
2: Hmm. Wow.
1: Just Thursday, he was... Go go ahead.
2: Oh Well, see, when anything that Biden or most Democrats come on, I I do something a lot more interesting. I go outside and watch the grass grow. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I I don't listen to none of his stuff, but all this stuff coming out with his son and stuff, I can't help but turn it off. Yesterday, you know, Bill Gates is involved in all this buying up America and the food and all this food sources and shit. One of his big grocery stores in the Netherlands burned up last night that he owns that he's a big partner in. So people in the world stage have had enough of this shit. Let's get off politics a minute. Let's talk Wisconsin because Wisconsin is should be what our show is titled, Talking to Cheddarheads, because we talk to people from Wisconsin all the time. Because people in Wisconsin are like minded like us Texans are.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Y'all except y'all have a football team that at least I do support. And I will not support the Dallas Cowboys. Are you a Packer fan also? Well, this is gonna be bad. No. I, I don't
2: I don't watch any professional sports whatsoever. I just, uh, you know, I enjoy all the people that do that because they're in the stands when I'm out hunting, and they're not bothering me.
1: <laughs> So are you a sports fan at all? Pardon? Do you watch any sports at all?
2: No. No. The only sports I, I watch was when my kids are playing or my grandkids. I I just, hey, I'm not saying it's bad. I just,
1: not I'm not into it. Just not your cup of tea. But.
2: But if you're the if you're a uh, Packer fan, you you've seen the uh, Thunderman, yeah, with the with the hat and the V. Okay, that's that's one of my buddies. Really, he yeah he has those uh, hats. He makes those. Jeff Kahlo makes those hats for every team in the league, and actually, I got his son his grand yeah son a turkey and i have my own i got to see if I'll, i can yeah, get that's it, it in. right there huh it's turkey yeah hat. I have a hat that he put together for me that's <laughs> a turkey <cutter>. so <laughs> now
0: who's this guy he's uh he he he, he makes the the explainer that t-
2: oh, thunder man he's got the icicles on yeah. his beard
0: I'll, I'll pull up a picture of him.
1: So you knew who this guy is? Yeah, didn't yeah, I know who he is. Okay, well, Andy's a bigger Packer fan oh, than me. Yeah. I just like everybody but Dallas.
0: Now, um, so he made you that hat special for you, huh? You got his grandson a yeah. turkey.
1: Yeah,
2: I called the turkey in for him, for his son.
0: That's 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 fantastic. So you said that you are you are a big waterfowl hunter, and then the turkey bug got you.
2: Yes. Uh, well, the turkey bug actually started about in the '60s, and I was mediocre, and you had to go to different states and all that stuff, and which I did, okay, and I liked it. But when Wisconsin took off, it it just you know I haven't I haven't left that Wisconsin now for I think it's six or seven years. I mean, why I shoot I shoot ten birds a year in Wisconsin. Really in Wisconsin. How do you yeah. how do you shoot that you know, many
0: how- birds? Is that that's the limit up there?
2: No, the limit in Wisconsin is two hundred a year.
0: Two hundred a year?
2: I like it. Yeah, that's the look on your face. I like this look. Yeah. Yeah. People don't realize that, but we we apply for a tag and then you could buy leftover tags and you can buy two hundred tags if you would want to. And, you know, like I say, I get Eight ten birds a year in Wisconsin. I have the only certified triple in Wisconsin. Three times one shot. What? Yeah. How did that happen? Did you purpose? Did you do this
0: on purpose, or was this just happenstance?
2: No, no. I know a lot of guys got them not on purpose. No, mine was on purpose. I had two lined up, and I was just going to pull the trigger. And there was a third one, and he started walking behind the other two. All three necks lined up. Boom. I got all three as one shot.
0: All three of them. Were they, and they all mature toms?
2: All mature, mature toms.
0: My goodness.
2: And that was on Thursday. On Tuesday, I had gotten a double. <laughs> so got five toms with two shots in basically three days. I wrote up. I don't know if you've ever heard of badger uh, magazine. Huh. It's a another Watson magazine. Anyway, I wrote it. Ar- I write uh, articles for magazines, and I put it in the. It's in an article because people would say, "You know, oh, what do you mean you can't do that?" Yeah, you can. I, I, I have five takes. And I use them with two shots. price of <laughs> yeah. the pr- The price of the price of lead now. You gotta, you gotta be careful. Yeah. <laughs> it costs a lot of money.
0: Well, the price of anything now with uh, with Biden in office, you got to conserve. You got to conserve wherever you can.
2: Gas is through the roof. Oh yeah, yeah, it's it's crazy. Just but you know what? You know you're a lot younger than me. You got to live longer through it. I can just I'm going to spend all my money and then you know and you guys will take care of me. You know, but <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm going to be out flying with my gun in my hand, sitting next to a tree with a smile, no
1: they'll find me. You, re- <laughs> you really want to rely on today's young people to take care of us because we're in trouble. And I'm not talking about Andy's generation in the mid-30s, but you go to, you can't even go to a store and get a kid that's between 16 and 22 to help you. I must say, and, and, and not all young kids are bad because there's lots of great kids, but 75% of these kids we have today have zero customer service at all. They don't take no pride in anything they do. Well, yeah,
2: pride and also having, you know, respect. That's yeah. that's what it is. I respect the old people. You know, they need something. I'll, you know, I still open the door for for people. You know,
1: but it's getting harder and
2: harder at my age to find an older person to open the door for. Me, <laughs> you know?
1: But you go to you go to a fast food service, and if you get to the window and the person there is in their 60s It's working there, a lot of those people are working because it gives them something to do. They don't have to work financially, but they want to work still. And those people take pride in everything they do. You see a 16- to 18-year-old kid that's working there? Not all of them because you run into some that are really nice and very respectful, but a lot of them, they don't give two craps about anything. They just want to get paid and walk out that door. They don't take any pride in what they do or customer service. And, man, it's all over our country, so i'm 54 in 20 years i'm gonna be screwed when i'm needing young people to help do shit for me
2: yeah well you know i'm a bragger i got eight grandkids ain't none of mine they all respect and say please thank you and uh you know they're they're all hunters my uh second oldest grandson got him a bear at 10 years old
1: wow they're raised right
2: Uh, yeah, yeah, you know and they they know what they're doing, and I'll tell you the, the the kids that are in the outdoors. I don't care if they're fishing, uh, hiking, biking, hunting, whatever. You don't see those kids in a lineup too often at the police station.
1: No, those mass shooters and stuff are not kids that are alpha males. I've said that so many times. It's not an alpha male. The kid who has respect that goes to church, member of FFA, 4H, hunts, fishes, plays sports, captain of football teams. Those kids aren't the ones getting in trouble. It's the kid that's in this room. Now, I've got two grandsons. My oldest grandson is about perfect. He might walk on water. He is never in trouble, never do anything. My younger one, he got in trouble at church the other day, Andy's youngest son, because he's gonna he's got to have a lot of alpha male in him, but he's also going to have a lot of fun in his life, I think. And that's, yeah, a, that's yeah. the way you're supposed to be, but he, he's going to be a throwback kid from the way kid boys used to be, I think.
2: Oh, yeah. When I was younger, I didn't. You know, I didn't always walk on the side of the road. Sometimes I walk down the center.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, but that wasn't that uncommon then. You well, know? Yeah. I i I had my first motorcycle when I was 10. Jeez. Did you, ever get yeah. a, did you ever get a spanking growing up? Did I ever do what, please? Did you get a spanking when you were growing up? A spike. A spanking. Ass whipping. Did you get your ass whipped oh, by your dad? Yeah. Well, of course.
2: Yeah, uh, every day. It, yeah. And and if I did something in school and I got the piece of paper, you know, I didn't, you know, I gave it to my dad and he said, what'd you do? And I didn't tell him because I got a spanking then. And then after we got back from school, you know, my, my dad didn't walk in and say, you know, what are you doing to my kid? My dad said, what did my kid do? Mm-hmm. Yes. And, I did it, so you know you you lived with it, and you know you 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 learned you know I'm not you know getting into this bullying stuff, I'm not for getting into bullying, but you know what that's part of growing up it is is yes. learning that hey if if somebody's gonna push you, there's a point where you gotta push back
0: well. And I look at the lessons that come with bullying and, you know, when there is no bullying, you can't socialize people. So these freaks, there are these weirdos. They just become more and more weird because now all of a sudden that jock can't be like, what the, what, what are you doing dying your hair purple? Like what's with all the shit in your face? You can't do that anymore, so they just get more and more extreme, whereas when you look at the benefits of bullying, because I think that there are some, now obviously bullying can go way too far, and we've seen that.
1: We are getting way too politically correct here right now. No, we need more fucking bullies in the world. That's one of the problems we have. But
0: it can go wrong. We've seen it go wrong. But we need. there is a place for bullying because it normalizes people. It's like, no, don't be a weirdo.
1: I got bullied when I was in second or third grade. Everybody you know goes through I, it. That's right. And I survived. And I have been an asshole my whole life, so I'm sure I have bullied a lot of people. I don't know if I physically bully people as much as i fucked with them and talked shit to them, and I still do that today because we, too, we live in a soft world. But we need bullies. That's one of the problems we have. We don't need a kid going home and committing suicide because he got called a fat ass. What we need to learn is that kid that's a fat ass needs to lose some weight or whatever the problem is. Or get thicker skin. That's right. Grow up a little bit and realize that's part of life. And, and the parenting is the biggest problem we have. And just like you said, when me and you were kids, if you got in trouble at school, you got your ass beat at home and your dad never went to school and said, why are you picking on my kid? Could you imagine when you went to school, if some parent would have went up there and bitched at the teacher for getting onto the kid for being an asshole, they'd that ran him out of the school. Yeah. It never happened.
2: No, you know? yeah. but I do remember when I was a kid,
1: you know, which was a long time
2: ago. I remember those guys that, you know, they had tattoos and all that stuff, and everybody was, you know, sort of what they are. Well, when I turned 70. Looky got my, there. Got him a tat. I got my tattoo. I got my turkey. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I like that.
2: Did, yeah. Did it hurt? Well, it was pretty uncomfortable. It was five hours. Five hours.
0: So what made you you're, you you get up to be seventy years old, and what makes you wake up one day and say, you know what, I want a tattoo today?
2: Because I'm the Turkey Commander. You got to do that shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, our family all had them uh, because we're we're German. Boss, boss is actually Fuss, but in our family, all of the the males get their family crest tattooed on their shoulder when they're eighteen. Really? Yeah,
0: the family crest.
2: Uh, Yeah, that's a German family crest. Voss is actually fox. Fox.
0: Fox. Okay, Jeff, why don't we have a family crest?
1: We're not German. Well, there you go. We're German. I'm sure
2: Italians had family (laughs) crest.
1: No, we just have the mob. Well, yeah,
2: yeah. Every you know, you know that every place has got a family crest. Now you know Italian. You know.
1: No, in Wisconsin. in Wisconsin, everybody has their their crest on their barns, don't they? Yes,
2: yes, yeah. A lot of a lot of farms have theirs, or they make it into the uh, you know the uh, the wind those weather know, wind veins. things. they will put it. Ooh, yeah, yeah, you're right. There's a, quite a few of them that have them have that on their farms, and, and it's you know, funny
1: you see that in Iowa little bit in 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 northern Missouri, Iowa, and Wisconsin, and Minnesota, but you don't see them in a lot of other places in the country. But everywhere in Wisconsin, all the barns have them on there. I noticed.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're hardheads.
1: You know? Well, yeah. Yeah. You like beer and cheese? Nothing wrong with that.
2: Yeah, that's it's. You know, everybody in Wisconsin, even myself, I was you know born in the city, but I. You know, I was rented out every summer to the farm doing chores and, you know, thrashing. A lot of people don't know what thrashing is. You know, you bring it in the grain all that stuff. And that's hard work. I mean, that's that's why I knew I wasn't going to be a farmer. Because that's... <laughs> army's hard work. You know? And it's seven days a week if you got them stupid cows, you know.
0: Now, when did your family come over here?
2: My grandfather. My great grandfather came over here sometime in the 1800s. Okay. So, uh, what, fourth generation? But I, uh, uh,
0: that, I think that's very cool that even, even, you know, four generations later, everybody's getting the, the family crest tattooed on their arm. I think that's very, very uh, commendable.
2: Yeah. We still do it. My, my, uh, my, my oldest boss grandson. You know he he wa- he wants it right now, but he's only fourteen, and his mother won't let him. You gotta
0: wait. So, you gotta yeah. wait. Listen, you're born into this family. Is 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 his mom? Uh, is she gonna throw a fit when when the time comes, or is she gonna be? Is she like okay? You got to do it.
2: Well, she's, she's a great lady. She is. She came from a a wannabe hunter family mm-hmm. into a hunter family, uh. and so when my grandson got his bear, I did a three quarter mount. And uh, I didn't ask. I just put it up in his bedroom. <laughs> First time she walked in the bedroom, there was a, oh, oh. <laughs> look. Oh, it's that thing again. But, yeah, she's she's learned to, uh, she does a good job. She She's learned to live with, you know, my son elk hunting and deer hunting. And, uh, you know, just that's the way it is in our family.
1: I, I looked at the map where Fond, er, Fond du Lac is. Fond du Lac. Fond du Lac. Is that right? Then Funderlock? Nope, still sound yes. like an out of town. Fundalock. Well, I am an out of towner. I did not realize there's a Sheboygan, Wisconsin. I thought it was Sheboygan where we were at in Michigan. Michigan. I did not realize there was a Sheboygan, Wisconsin, and a Sheboygan, Michigan.
2: Well, yeah, but the Sheboygan brats come from Sheboygan, Wisconsin yeah. or Michigan.
1: Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Okay.
2: Wisconsin? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Now let me ask you this: yeah. How do you how do you do yeah. your brats? You boil them?
2: No, no, because no, because they they're, they're boiled. No, you you got to start them low though. You gotta you can't have your fire real hot because then you burn the skin and then you get all the little squirters out and you got grease on fire all over the place. Yeah, that's no good. You got to start low, start them low and just cook them through, and then you can turn them up and and do your little fine grill. You know the. Marks or whatever they call them, but you got to start them low because if you if you start them hot, like I say, it breaks the skin, and then then you got to because you want that grease to stay inside that skin and actually cook the meat.
0: Right. Okay. So that's where I'm going wrong. My fire must be too hot. Then I got to I got to bump it down a little bit and cook it a little bit longer.
1: I thought Fox boiled his.
0: He, he he does, but then he finishes them on the grill. He puts the grill marks. He cooks them in the in the in the in the boiling water, and then he grills them on the grill.
2: No boiling no, water, or nothing. No, I cook them on the grill. But I I I have the if it's a charcoal grill, I, I'm not over the over the coals. Gotcha. Uh, the the coals are on the side of the grill, and you're you know you're cooking it from from fire, if you will, mm-hmm. you know, so it doesn't get real hot. If you get it real hot, then it sticks to the stupid grape. Right.
0: And then, and, and then, that's what and then like you said, you've got all those little squirters everywhere and you end up wearing most of the yeah. grease and that's no good. So it's
1: not like a hot link that you want to break the skin to bust. No. Cause that's when you can tell when no. you got a hot link. What is the difference? Okay. From someone from Texas, that's not a big brat eater. We, uh, we eat hot links down here. What is the difference between a brat a brat, whatever you want to call it, and a freaking uh, hot link that we have. What's the difference? Or a or a hot talk. dog?
2: Well, what what happens with with our brats up here is it's very coarse. It's a coarse grind.
0: Okay.
2: Where where the I, I remember the first time I I traveled all over fixing machines all over the world, and one time I was in Chicago at the airport, and they had brats, so I ordered one. And I took a bite of it and I was like, "What is this?" Because it's, it they're they're mealy because they're they're not ground so coarse.
1: Ours are ground very coarse,
2: and yeah, I think you get a better flavor.
1: So, that, so I, that what what's the difference? Often, is so well, it's just coarse? It's ground coor, It's coarse. The meat's more coarse. Then is right. the difference? Right. Yeah. Well, it's
2: not. It's not like a hot dog inside. It's almost like uh, I, don't, I don't know. It's more like chopped. It's like chopped meat, not like ground meat. Fine ground meat.
1: I love hot links, and my favorite hot link is one of the cheapest ones out there. It's by a company called Bar S, and they and they and they just the real. I like them the hot links a lot. But I had a Johnsonville broth the other day that we bought, and it was spicy. And I'm gonna tell you right now, woo-hoo, that thing burned somebody's asshole at two degrees when it came out. Some bitch was hot, second degree burns coming out of your ass. The hottest thing I've ever had, and it was a damn Johnsonville broth.
2: Yeah, I don't, I'm not a hot person. Oh. I don't, you know, you know, you know, you know why, you know why most Mexican food is really hot? Mm-mm. Because the meat was rotten, so they put spices in it, but <laughs> then so bad. Yeah. <laughs> Mexican food is great. I love it, but yeah.
1: One of the best Mexican foods, I, best Mexican restaurants I ever ate at was in uh, Egg Harbor or one of them places up by north of Green Bay, like Sturgeon Bay. Somewhere up there on yep. in Door County, one of the best Mexican restaurants I ever ate at was up there, and I can't remember where the hell yeah. we were now. Yeah, Door
2: County's a, a you know it's a great tourist trap, but it's it's a tourist trap, but it's not ultra goofy tourist. I don't
1: know. It was in Sturgeon Bay. at. I love I, I love Door County. It's a beautiful area up there. Oh yeah, w- Wisconsin is. You know, I've been in all fifty
2: states and a lot of different countries, and uh, you know, Wisconsin, w- we got it all. We got we got weather. If you don't like it in the morning, you can complain about it, and it'll be different in the afternoon. <laughs> you know, it, it, you know, it's got everything. We got we got deer, uh, bear. Uh, you know, we got this. They call it an elk herd, but we we got some elk here, but. You know, and, and we do have duck hunting. Our duck hunting actually changed. We used to be in you know, when I was younger, we were in the Mississippi Flyway and Wisconsin's no longer in it. The Mississippi Flyway is Dakota. Now, it's
0: it's shifted away you know, shifted totally. away from you.
2: Yeah, yeah. And they, they don't know why. I mean we still have duck hunting. It's not like we don't get ducks, but we don't have the you know, hundreds and Hundreds of a flock of northern birds crossing Wisconsin anymore. It's just not there.
0: What you do know? you think happened? Do you think uh, hunting pressure back in your generation? Do you think farming practices changed?
2: I I don't know. You know that's what some people say that you know. But you still pick corn. I I don't know. I, I nobody's really ever, if you will, you know, said what it was, but more birds are flying Dakotas now than Wisconsin. I don't know why.
0: Now your turkey numbers, they're doing they're booming, aren't they?
2: They're doing very no, no, well. Our, no? They're down also? Turkey, no, our turkey numbers are going down just like every other state. Yeah, it's I it's mean, frightening. Yeah. We uh you know, and I'm not a good guy to be talking about turkey numbers going down shooting ten a year, mm-hmm. but I work hard at it. And I mean, I work. You know, we have a we have a about a six and a half week spring season, and it's it's very complicated. We got different zones and different time periods. But if you know how to run the system, you can, you know, like I say, you could buy two hundred tags if you want to. But you know, last year I saw probably as many Tom's and Jakes as I saw hens, and that's that's, that's not different. good. That's, a, that's not a good yeah. recipe. Yeah. yeah, the optimum flock is 15 to 20 hens per tom. Really? That and many? I saw as many? Yeah, I saw as many toms as I did hens. Ooh. That's not good. Oof.
0: Yeah, that's tough. Well, um, so I wonder because we have really seen a, a big drop-off in turkey numbers here in Texas. And then we also, we waterfowl hunt, we're only about two hours away from Oklahoma, southwest Oklahoma. And when we first started hunting up there, we would see winter flocks of two to 300 turkeys. And now you're lucky to see a dozen in a winter flock. Where did all those
2: birds go? I truly believe it's the predators Mm -hmm. because right now, you know, through the, the woke and the crazy people and all that, nobody likes fur. Even though it keeps it warm, nobody likes it, mm-hmm. okay? But nobody's trapping. I mean, you you can't – anybody that traps now, trap, it's a hobby for them because you can't even pay for the gas right. to, to put trap out. So, you know, I see more coyotes and foxes and raccoons and, I mean, and they all eat the eggs. Mm-hmm. And most – a lot of the states, you know, we reintroduced the turkeys, and the predators, the the owls and the hawks and the coons and everything, they didn't know what a turkey was and they didn't feed on them that much. Now, I mean, I had a, uh, I take, I actually take the hide off of my turkeys that I harvest and I put them on the decoys. Okay. And and I'm not knocking any decoy manufacturers because they send me decoys and stuff, but you know, nobody can replicate what God made, right? And nobody can get that feather hue that's in the real turkeys. And uh, you know, I I use those and I was I use those decoys. I had an eagle come down and land about 30 feet from my decoy, and I thought, it's gonna rip my decoy out!" <laughs> and he, there he' sit there with his cock head looking at it and then he flew away so then I'm sitting in my my blind and I'm going wait a minute if he dropped a feather I'm gonna have an eagle feather <laughs> I, I picked up my decoys and I left
0: <laughs> <laughs> So what's that process yeah, look like? I, what, what do you, you just you just flesh them out and then uh, cure, cure the, the the hide underneath.
2: Yep, I yep. I do a I do a pelt, and then I use twenty mule teen borax, the you know the laundry stuff. Yep, and just sprinkle it, in there and it dries out the hides, and you know it's like a tanned hide then.
0: How many seasons do you get out of it doing this way?
2: I got my my one Tom's probably on his uh, he's on his fifth season already. Now I get pretty careful. If it's raining and stuff, as I don't take them out too much in the rain, but you can get them wet and you know just dry them out.
0: Yeah,
2: and yeah, you know, they'll they'll work.
0: What uh, what do what do you? I mean, because your your typical year, do you deal with a lot of rain? Is that something that you have to contend with up there? Because here in Texas, you know, it's it's more or less it's going to be dry during turkey season.
2: Oh no, wheat I've already, uh, during the youth season, I've already had to shovel a spot so I could get it for the for the kids to hunt with. Snow. I mean, snow. Oh. I'm talking three feet of snow.
0: Jeez. <laughs> yeah. Mm.
2: yeah. And, and it rains a lot, you know. I don't know if you got a chance to, uh, you know, Google the Wisconsin turkey commander, mm-hmm. but uh, I get into it big. Uh, I don't know. You guys know what that is? Yeah, the wing bone. Yeah, I make. That's mm-hmm. an old Indian call, and I make I make a lot of them for for
1: you know all
2: my my first time hunters. I make a call out of their first bird. Oh,
0: that's very cool. So they have something to take with them.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's that's forever. This is this is one of my uh, uh, turkey fan. Let me see if I can get it in there.
0: There it is. Here's it? Your spur yeah. necklace?
2: Yeah, you see the necklace. I made that for my wife, but she won't wear it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they just don't they just don't appreciate fine uh, fine craftsmanship. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. below all of that is that all of the beards from from the turkeys that you've killed over the year? Below the necklace?
2: No, no. There's only I think there's only like 50 out there. I got 155 turkeys.
0: That's that's what you're at.
2: Yeah, I'm at one fifty five.
0: What's the most that you've you've got in a single year? Ten. Ten is the mo 10's the max.
1: But you can kill two hundred, right?
0: Yeah. And now now would you have shot yeah, an eleven but- or eleventh or, or ten you, you ran out of time? Or is ten just your number?
2: No, no, I ran out of time. I, I hit ten I think three or four years, but I just ran out of time. I mean, there was no, uh, uh, you know, I just didn't have any more time, or, or, a, uh, uh, yeah, I just ran out of time mostly.
0: There it goes. Um, what do you think? Have you always hunted over decoys, or, or back in your early days? Because there's, there's some controversy. People think that you know. Maybe you shouldn't use decoys. Some guys say, yes, use decoys. Some guys say, no, because then the bird, you know, they, they, they don't hang up as often. What do you, what do you think?
2: Okay. One of the thing, and you mentioned something about hanging up, the bird hanging up. Which way do you face your decoys?
0: Uh, I face it towards me. so away, I, I face it away from where I think he's going to come.
2: Boy, you're one of the first you know, I give you you're gonna get a big head, but you're one of the first people. You you always have the decoy facing you because if the Tom thinks the decoy sees him, the hen, right, he going start strutting and he's not gonna come in because the natural thing is the hen goes to the tom. Mhm. And and I've actually did it in the field. I had a it was a really this bird had an ugly fan, and I put my decoy up and I faced it out, and he just strutted and strutted and strutted and wouldn't come in. Mm-hmm. Next day, the decoy around came right in, could have shot him. Next day, faced the decoy out, strut, strut. He didn't come in. Next day, came in and that's the only time I saw, so I shot him. It was <laughs> ugly, but but yeah. So yeah, that's but. As the if you will the season progresses, I use less and less decoys. By the end of the season, I'm not using a decoy myself.
0: Right, because you want them to to search seek you out more, or or, or do you do it just because you think that well the birds that are left have probably seen my tricks?
2: Yeah, they've seen it. Uh, plus, you know, Joe Blow and the, everybody in the world's had decoys out just like calling the, the major that's where the wingbone comes in because not that many people use the wingbone mm-hmm. a different pitch different sounding call later in the season i use it all season but you know the 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 main problem in turkey hunting is people call too much too much too much if that bird is coming at you i don't care if it's you know five steps forward four back you take your call and you put it down that's it that's it because once he's committed turkeys you know everybody thinks turkeys are smart turkeys are a dumb bird they're wary okay but spooky yeah very wary spooky and if you keep calling all of a sudden if you know you keep going hello 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 even that turkey's gonna go yeah and they're gonna walk away so and also when you're calling you take the chance of a hen coming out and taking him. And if if that turkey's got a choice between a live hen and you, the live hen's gonna win. Every time. And the guy Oh, I called him off a live hen. Oh, <laughs> that turkey decided he didn't want that live hen anymore. You didn't do you didn't do shit. Right. So
0: um, the the one thing that I have I got lucky last year is I had hens that came to me and she brought, she was aggressive. The hens were actually sprinting to my decoys. And I don't know what I, I don't know if I invaded her bubble, if that was her Tom. And now all of a sudden there's another hen introduced. So, but it was actually the hen that got him killed. Two hens came sprinting at me and he was like, son of a bitch, where are they going? And he followed them right to his demise.
2: A lot of the times if I have when that when the tom's hand uh, up, he's got all the hens with him, yeah, you call to the hen because there's a boss tom, you know what boss tom is. There's also a boss hen. Right. And if you if you can piss her off and the way to piss him off is if that boss hen is pick, pick, then you, pick, pick, you mimic her and all of a sudden that's an insult. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, gonna come along and yeah, who comes behind her. Do,
0: uh, do, do you try to cut her off whenever she's doing the whenever she's doing that put put do you try to like get catch it to where you cut her off a little uh, bit to kinda insult don't, I her
2: don't, don't cut a hand off. No, I don't cut a hand off. I'll let her do her own thing. You know, she'll go through a then I'll just and I'll just mimic exactly what her hall call is.
0: hmm
2: And you know, I guess i've had good luck i got a lot of birds you know
0: (laughs) turkey hunting is and then it's it's fat it's it's so different than anything else out there and i don't elk hunt or anything like that so i can't speak to that but i waterfowl hunt a lot and it's it's more of like a one-on-one mono-e-mono type of situation versus waterfowl hunting where it's big flocks and you know all that stuff. It's more. It's more intimate and it's more personal. Turkey hunting is to me.
2: Yeah. You. It's. It's a. Yeah. You. You can't. Uh, you know. To. This year, the hundred. I picked up my hundred and fifty-fifth turkey, and my hand was shaking.
0: Still shaking.
2: Because I worked. I worked that bird for almost forty-five minutes before it came out. Wow. And and it's just that that timing and you get all, I mean, I get nuts. I'm, I'm, yeah. You know, people have been in a blind with me and just, you know, they, 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 they look at me, but, but I've done everything I've, you know, I've done, I shot a moose with a bow and arrow on the ground at 30 feet. Oof. And the moose ran past me at, uh, at about a foot. Oh, did so you think, did good. you
0: think he was going to get you?
2: Well, no, he just, he was pissed I stuck an arrow in him, so no. he was just running. Over. He ran right past me. They're seven feet at the shoulders. Wow. If, you, maybe, if you'd understand this, if I would have had hemorrhoids, <laughs> they'd have been in the booth. <laughs>
0: but d- you, you, you weren't afraid that that uh, moose was going to run you over? Were you trying to get out of the way or what?
2: Hey, it happened so fast. I, mean, I was almost a Biden. <laughs> Here, here's a little uh, here's a little bear that i took at uh 12 yards with a ball
0: and does any of this uh you get shaky after any of these or, or it's just kind of one of those things
2: no. oh yeah well not not as not I like turkey know, hunting you know, i was more excited well the moose was pretty pretty high on the list but I guess I was marks I, I get more excited with the turkey than anything else I mean it's just a uh, I don't know why you know, it's,
0: now what do you do? do are you more of the uh, sit in one spot camp or do you run and gun
2: no I'm pretty much uh, a sit in one spot I mean I'll I mean my record is 16 and a half hours in in the blind
0: Oof, that's a long day.
2: Yeah, and people say, I am a hyper person. People say, how do you do it? I don't know. I just, I get totally, you know, it's my, it's my charger. You know, I I just sit there and I watch chickadees or I watch everything. Matter of fact, I I did an article on, uh, uh, it was called The Field, which was a field that I sat in. And I think I heard one gobble that day. But that whole day, I reflected on my son's first deer there, uh, a buddy of mine's first turkey in that blind, uh, me shooting coyotes in the blind, me shooting deer and turkeys. And, you know, just that, you know, same thing you would get. And you probably have some favorite duck spots if you sit in blinds. Yes. You, know? if you think back to those days. I mean, you know, of course, I'm old. Some, some of the people that were that hunted with me are already in heaven.
0: Yeah, we uh, we've got some property that is right next to where I first started turkey hunting. And when I walk past it, I can see where I used to turkey hunt. And that's always fun to because you just kind of think I shot my first turkey down there. First turkey that I called in and you know, it's, it's fun walking, walking down memory lane.
2: Yeah. And sort of the the tie together of the uh, the turkey commander. I was working with a guy called Phil Robertson.
0: Yep. Duck commander.
2: Yeah. And he was he was at Oshkosh at a at a this was before he was rich and famous. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, on the way home one of my buddies said, You should be the you should be the turkey commander. And that's how that's how the Wisconsin Turkey Commander started. It wasn't any big somebody voted me in or whatever just <laughs> it was a thing. A couple buddies said, Hey, why don't you do that? I picked it up and been running with it for Twenty some years, Oh maybe over that third.
1: Nate, you also do a veteran hunt, don't you? Or you take veterans hunting? Oh, I,
2: oh, I do veterans. I do special people. Uh, I had one gentleman this year. He had a battery pack with electrodes to his brain. Wow! Because he had uh, brain cancer, and uh, that was the best bird of the. That was the best bird of the whole year. And, and it was a Jake, but it just, uh, it just, uh, I mean, I was the property owner thought I was nuts. So I was jumping around like crazy. So, but yeah, I do, you know, I, I do a lot of those hunts and, and, uh, you know, the Jay Link from the Link Jerky, you know, uh, that I met him on a, on a, uh, bear hunt where I donated my bear tag to a special kid. Uh, in Wisconsin, you can donate your tags to any, you know, uh, kids under 16. And uh, there's quite an organization in Wisconsin called Child Wish, not Make a Wish, but Child Wish. And she does she does hunts all over. Actually, I think she does them down in Texas too. But for special kids and stuff like that. And I met Jay, and and uh, that was that was a great hunt. In Wisconsin, it takes eight years to get a kill tag for a bear. Wow. wow, you have to plot eight, eight years. years before you get one, and, yeah, and she gets forty Wisconsin bear hunters to donate their tags to special kids every year.
1: that's awesome, that's, man that's her.
2: but yeah, but yeah, veterans are, are great, and you know the the kids and uh I had a guy eighty seven years old with one leg that was that was quite a hunt
1: eighty seven years old. Yeah, wow. with one leg. Yeah, It'd be hard to get along sad. with one leg when you're 17, much less 87.
2: He lost his leg when he was 14. Wow. All his life. And uh, I don't know if you guys fish, but, uh, you know, perch, yellow perch, that's the ultimate fish in Wisconsin. I mean, every bar in Wisconsin always has a fish fry on Friday night, and it's perch. You mm-hmm. know? I went, I went fishing with this guy. We got 31 really nice perch. And we're sitting on the end of a pontoon boat. You know how big that is, right? So the old guy, he got 25. I got 4 and my other buddy got 2. Tough. He up. I tell
0: you, you know, we've had a lot of uh veterans on the podcast and the outdoors is an amazing—it's uh, an amazing healing process for a lot of people. If Elixir they'll take of advantage life. of it. I mean, just go outside, get a little bit of sunshine, be in mother nature, uh, and just enjoy it. Forget about your troubles for a little bit.
1: Especially when you live up right. north, where you live, where it's nice. It's it, you know, what what's your high today? Seventy-five.
2: Uh, yeah, I think today. But well, today it might get all the way up to eighty. I think.
1: Wow, but, all yeah. the way up to eighty. But. We get
2: you know, we get the dog days in August. We get 100. When we get 100 degrees in in Wisconsin, it is nothing but miserable. Yeah. Like plain. Got to tell you, one of my stories was one of my my uh, veterans. He had a, I think they called it a pulmonary thrombosis. His lungs were literally turning to cement. I think it was Agent Orange or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I took him out hunting. We were turkey hunting. And all of a sudden, I looked down, and he was on a, a oxygen tank. You ever read, you know, you're sitting there, you're looking at stuff. So I'm reading on this big tag, and it says, do not have, do not, you know, have any flame. Do not have any fire within da-da-da. And I'm going, we're going to shoot a shotgun. <laughs> I wonder, you know, I wonder if this thing's going to blow up, you know. <laughs> so we're sitting. Anyway, I call the turkey, and boom, he shoots it. And, of course, I run out and grab the turkey. I call it chicken life. You know, they flop around. Sometimes you could lose a bird. You know, so I grab the bird. So anyway, I walk in. He looks at me. He said, ooh, ooh, ooh. Did you see? On on the tank, it says, you know, we're not supposed to, you know. I said, I've been looking at that SOB for three hours. We didn't die, did we?
0: It all worked out. We're fine. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So. Hey, when the, when the Lord turns the page, whatever you're doing, and you're on that page, you're gone. So
1: that's right. I'm a firm believer in that. Also, might as well you, you need to go live your life. Too many people don't live their lives like they should. You can't take money with you. You know one of the one of the guys
0: that we had on that he's a wounded warrior, but he said, you know, when it's your day to live, nothing can kill you, and when it's your day to die, nothing can save you.
2: Correct. And you know, I'm a Christian, and and. You know, I'm not not saying I'm not, I'm not afraid of death, but to say it's a lot easier because I know where I'm going. So mm-hmm.
1: I don't. I'm scared of the pain. I don't want to have a painful death. I'm not scared of dying. I just hope I'm a pussy. I hope it's an easy way. I hope it's in my sleep or you know I die instantly. I don't want to be pain. I don't want to go through a bunch of pain doing it. But I know where I'm going to. And so many people don't live their lives or they're they they live in fear all the time they're going to die. That's not living.
2: Well. Okay, I'll share something. 1992. I had this little lump on my neck. They whacked her off. They gave me six months to live. Oh, wow. Stage three lymphoma. Mm-hmm. I was at the Sloan Kettering. I was at the Mayo. I was at every place. And, you know, Lord didn't choose to put me on the page that day. So, so I. I've had it. I don't want to say easier, but I've had it, I've had a better outlook than most people because you know you know you're going to die. But when somebody walks up to you and looks you in the face and said you're going to die, mm-hmm. you you look at life a lot different, you know. And uh, actually, uh, you know, I'll keep in touch because uh, in a few uh, actually months I'm going to have a book out called living on death roll
0: oh that'd be very cool you said 92 you were you were given six
2: months to live 30 years ago 92
0: 30 years ago they only missed it (laughs) they they missed it by over 30 years
2: yeah well and then you like this last february which was the 30 year anniversary now i got prostate cancer (laughs) oh what, what's yeah. the outlook on that like? Old guys, all those old guys are going to get it anyway. So, right. so uh, I, you know, it's it's a thing you got to, you know, the saying that the veterans said, but my saying is, if you worry today about what's going to happen about tomorrow, you just lost today.
1: That's true. It's very true. Yeah. That's why you spent sixteen hours. That, that that's how you spent sixteen hours out there because you appreciate. What's out in them woods? And yeah, s- so of many of us don't appreciate anything. We don't, I mean, we get, we're too caught up into today sometimes to not depreciate what today is about.
2: Yeah. It's just, you know, just, I, I'm not, you know, have fun, you know, screw everything else. No, I, it just, you, you learn to appreciate, and, and I did it, you know, when, when my first, about you know, I had this guy walk up to me, and he had these, you know, he was he looked just like a Texan with a jacket and a big hat and everything, you know, and he walked up and when when you've had you've had cancer, you go to stages, you get pissed off, why me? And know. and I was in a pissed off stage, so he looked at me and he said, "Someday you're going to say this is a blessing." Mm-hmm. And of course, looking at him, I was in a pissed off mood. I looked at him, I looked right in his eye, and I said. What the hell you got? Brain cancer? And he looked at me and he said, "Yes." Uh oh. Yeah, get out of that one. You just walk away. <laughs>
0: yeah. There's not much you can yeah. say to get out of that one.
2: Yeah, you got your foot in your mouth up to your knee, so you. Walk. <laughs> yeah. so, a matter of fact, I do, yeah, sir. So, yeah, gives gives it a different attitude. You know, it's yeah.
0: Eh. Wrong, uh, Jeff's dad, my grandfather, passed away from uh, lung cancer. And, okay. you know, he battled it back and forth for several years. He also had uh, leukemia. So, but he always, when, when he came back from like treatment days, he was a totally different person because he, he'd always come back and he'd be like, you know, you don't have to look very far to find somebody that's got it way worse than you do.
2: Right. Yes. Yeah. There's, there's, yeah, yeah. you yeah you look at the guy he went fishing with all his life. He didn't have another leg. Yeah. How do you like walk? On? You know, if people say, "Well, I could never do that," yeah, you can. You can. When when you're there, and, and it's your turn, you know, if you got anything inside you, just go. Okay, that's that's the cards I got dealt. So let's play the ham, You know. Yeah. So I give I give you a little story. This a uh, this is semi hunting story. Uh, I took experimental chemo, and it was sort of like like an aspirin. I mean, I never got sick. It was. Not a big deal, but anyway, my oncologist called my wife while I'm in the middle of this program, and he says, uh, you know, I want to talk to Lauren, and he said, well, uh, you, you know, I'll, uh, I'll have him call you when he gets back, and I, and he said, well, just have him call me from where he's at, you know. So she he hawed around, finally she said, well, he's in the Shoshone Valley mule deer hunting on horseback. <laughs> and, my oncologist called me a dumbass OB, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> He's in the middle of his chemo. <laughs> so, that's yeah, that's, that's. Yeah,
0: I had a fishing I had a hunting trip. What do you want from me? Pardon? That is, you just got to tell them, you know, I had a hunting trip. What do you want from me? I'm not just going to sit around here and wait oh, for yeah. this to kill me.
2: Yeah. yeah, you set your priorities, you know, and you just stay. Hey, that's, uh, you know, I've, uh, had the same wife for fifty three years and she knows when the turkey season opens, she sees me in turkey season opens here in, in April and it closes first week of June. She knows she ain't gonna see me for two months. <laughs> because she, she's a she's a night person, you know, and if I turkey hunting here in the late the later in the season, you're getting up at two o'clock in the morning.
0: Yes. Right. And, and yeah. I mean, what time does it? Can you hunt in the afternoons in Wisconsin? In the evening time? Yeah.
2: Yes. Okay. When we first started, hunting, it was only mornings. Okay. And only five days. Now we can hunt seven days a week, uh, half an hour before, half an hour after sunrise.
0: And I mean, what time does it get dark there this time of year? You're getting dark later and later.
2: Oh, late. Yeah. Uh, at the end, of, I think. I think it's eight o'clock is when it closes. Yeah. Eight o'clock at night. Yeah. You know, and opens like, you know, like 5 45 in the morning and eight o'clock at night. Do,
0: do you hunt every single day of the turkey season?
2: Yes. Except I have this stain, saying high wind, stay in. Stay in. Because they're not going to move. They're not going to move. And, you know, oh, I'll run and gun and I'll find them in some valley or whatever. Yeah, and the birds will be out of the valley before you get there. So if it's really high wind, they don't mind the rain. They don't mind snow. But if it's wind, they don't like the wind because it's too much movement. Right, they and can't it's pick too up the predator. Right, and it's too spooky for them, and they're just going to they're gonna haul up. I've, I've seen them already, uh, uh, you know, when I'm driving around. I'll see a bird that never lo- left the roost all all day, wow. because it was just too wind, too windy. Yeah, because I got a lot of uh, I I, re- I I've heard I haven't done that much hunting in Texas, but you guys have like leases they call them right mm-hmm. you lease land yeah you don't have the you know we have acres and acres of public land here yeah we don't have in much in of that here yeah I know I heard that but. I hunt a lot of private land. So a lot of my lands, you know, I don't even scout much anymore because if, if the topography and everything stays the same, the turkeys are going to come in the same spot. I'll bet, Well, that one stand I got, we probably shot 50, 60 turkeys out of one stand. Right. And it's a, you know, it's a, it's a plywood stand that we built 30 years ago, you know,
0: yeah, that's the thing about Texas is you better you gotta kind of compensate for windy days because we get a whole lot of wind out here. And it it's tough. Yeah. It's way it's very it's a it's a totally different ball game, totally different uh factors that you have to think about. And it's not easy. I hate I hate windy days. They're my least favorite least favorite time to hunt is on those extremely high wind days because you know that if you do get a bird, he's going to be that much more on edge because the grass is swaying back and forth and he can't really get a bead on where a predator might be and it's a, it's a totally different ball game.
2: Yeah, they're, they're, they're just too too spooky in to win, so I don't, I don't go up much and win. I think uh, you know we had with the U season and special seasons about uh, seven weeks I had I think I missed two days mm-hmm. in the seven weeks. So let yeah, me ask you I this,
0: didn't... and we're going to start wrapping up here because we've already had you on an okay. hour here, and I know that you've got other things to do. What do you think? There's this new, uh, there's this new fancy tech, technique, uh, turkey reaping. People take the hide behind the decoys and they sneak up on them. Where do, where does Lawrence sit on that?
2: Okay, I I would never stop anybody from a hunting process, if you will. Okay, okay? which is another way of hunting. You know, I lived, I'm older than you. I lived through the through the crossbow when, uh, when the compound bow came out. Right. That was it. You know, hunting was terrible. So, no, it, it's okay. The only thing that I would, and I can't do it. I got a fake knee, so I, could, I, I ain't crawling anymore. <laughs> uh, but I really would like them to have to wear an orange vest. Right. Yeah. That. That's the only thing that I would, I would request because uh, I did some studies and there's quite a few people have been have gotten shot. There's
0: really. a there's a video that I'll send to you and there's a guy he's hunting he's hunting public and he's sitting he's sitting at the base of a tree and he's got I think he's got his decoy spread. It's two it's like two hens and a, a tom or something like that. Yeah. There's a there's a natural draw about. 40 yards out from where he is and coming up the draw, he sees this full, he sees a fan and then he sees a red and white and blue head and it's creeping up over the draw and it gets to 30, 40 yards and he pulls a trigger and it's a man behind a full turkey fan, red and white head. And he ended up, he ended up shooting the guy. I think he just peppered him. He didn't kill the guy, but I mean, Here he was, he was just sitting at the base of a tree, wasn't hurting anybody, and then another guy sees his decoys, and and putting out a a Tom decoy or a Jake decoy on public land is a little sketchy to begin with, you know, you run the risk of somebody mistaking what it is, but yeah, the guy encroached on where he was hunting, and he shot.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's, well, it would be like just going deer hunting, and you know, putting a set of horns on your head and then putting a deer. Right. And, and, and then be mad at the guy that shot you. Yeah. <laughs> it's 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 not it's not a good thing because, you know, and and uh, real quick when you're talking, you're talking deer. I do that, too.
0: Oh, look at there. Look at all those. My goodness, you're a busy man.
2: Yeah, but yeah, but 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 there again, I don't want to stop people from hunting. I mean, that's that's the thing. You know, it's just like uh, the people that don't like the AR, they don't like this gun, they don't like that gun. When you give a little bit, you're going to lose a lot. Right. And uh, the the reaping, you know, I. Fine. If, if you want to do it, fine, but do it safely. Safely. Yeah. I I have a real problem
0: on public land. It just it scares me. There's too many people that don't have a whole lot of sense running around the woods and you know, if we're putting now they've got you know, it's, it it's a recipe for disaster in my mind.
2: Right. There's something's going to happen now in Wisconsin. If you're in a public on public land and you're in a turkey tent, mm-hmm. you have to an orange pop on your tent. You have to, I think it's 144 inches or whatever orange on your tent.
0: Some sort of marking device where people can see right.
2: you. Right. So Wisconsin's one of the safest States in the United States, by the way, for, for any hunting, turkey well, hunting.
0: I think it's because people grew up hunting out there. I think that, I think that other States, you know, they, there's, there's a lot of people that uh, didn't grow up that way.
2: Right. Well, quick story, I got so many of them, but my son-in-law, married my oldest daughter, asked me if I'd take him turkey hunting. Well, of course, you know. So I take him out turkey hunting, and in comes these two toms, and, and the way we were set, I couldn't see exactly what he could see, and he, you know, there's birds, and you know, it got a beard, yeah, well, take the one with the longest beard, and just as that bird came out, he shot it, rolled it, perfect shot, you know, and. So I grabbed the bird and I come in and he's shaking, you know, and I said, well, yeah, a lot of people get really excited. He looked at me and he said, well, I never shot a shotgun before. (laughs) (laughs) In my family, I didn't even ask him. He was nervous, so I know he shot guns and stuff, but he had never shot a shotgun in his life. So his first shot was a 25-pound turkey. (laughs) but. You know, to me, my, you know, my grandsons, my, my son, I mean, it just, you we were born with it, you yeah. know, with Goose Hunt, real quick, when my son was with me, Goose hunting. and I mean, I, I think he was so small, I think I carried him in my gamekeeper when he, when he got tired, but anyway, we're on his ridge, and here lands some geese out there, and they're, you know, they're like, Two hundred yards, hundred and fifty yards out, you know. And so we're sitting there and my son goes, You gonna shoot at him, Dad? And I said, No, they're too far away. He said, Well, don't you have the twenty two? <laughs> <laughs> Not today, he son. I he knew the difference for which gun he had to use. Yeah. You know?
0: I can reach out and touch them. I don't know what you're talking about, Dad. They make a twenty two. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. So so when is your book coming out?
2: Uh, it should be. We got the the book number, um, and the the first copy, if you will, is going to be printed, and we're going to go out and see if we can find anything different from it. But you know, you talk about you know the large purpose. My oncology nurse in my first uh, uh, journey with cancer, she was a wannabe writer, and. She actually started. Well, we actually started writing this 25 years ago, but it was like, you know, thirty thousand dollars to print a book. Now yeah. you, it's like, it's like three hundred dollars. Yeah. And and you can order. Yeah, yeah, you can order books as you want them. So, so, uh, so we're figuring. She's. She's actually got like a book signing thing set up in September 10th, I think, that or something like that. So. We figure everything will be out by then.
0: Well, very cool. Well, we would love to have you back on oh, uh later in the fall and uh talk a little bit more about your book and tell some more stories if you'd be up for it.
2: Sounds good, sure. I appreciate it. This is a fun time.
1: Perfect. Well, Lauren, we appreciate it very much. God bless you. Uh good luck on your prostate cancer. And uh yep. keep we'll, on keeping on. We'll sir. talk to you in a couple months.
2: Okay, God's blessings. Have a good one, guys. All right, thank you. Take care. Bye bye, sir.
1: Lauren Voss, it's pretty interesting, 87 year old guy with one leg. Got some grit to him. I'm telling you, a lot of grit. That's living though, man, 87 years old. Born in 1935. That's crazy. Yep. He was Reese's age during World War II. Seen a lot of things. Yep, a lot of changes in the world. Did you set your uh, thermostat at 80 today? I did not. Did you know you're supposed to?
0: I actually cranked the mini-split in there down a little bit. Did, did you know that, though? Mm-mm. Oh, yeah.
1: They're, they're calling for blackouts today, rolling blackouts in Texas. Here? Well, I don't know. I'm on the hospital grid, so I'm not going to get blacked out. You might. No. They won't turn the hospital off. But that's the state of affairs, and guess who jumped right on it? Good old Beto. Beto, do He's, your part. He says that this is exactly what the problem is with having Abbott, and he could fix these solutions. Democrats are the reason we're having these fucking problems, all their green energy shit.
0: You just wait. Solar. The Dutch farming strike yes. is coming here. Yep.
1: Solar if they and get If they wind. get
0: some of these uh, Green New Deal shit passed, Yep. you just hold on to your fucking hat because it's coming.
1: People here have had enough.
0: Had enough.
1: But solar power and wind energy doesn't work. We well, there's a place for it. It'd be a nice supplemental a type supplement, of Supplement, But it is not enough to carry the grid. These people don't yeah. understand that shit. And then they, they're so stupid, they throw all these electric cars on there.
0: Yeah, that's the big thing. I mean,
1: that's fucking... You're throwing all these electric cars on. We you, already don't have enough gas now electricity. Even, now you can't even charge your fucking Tesla. Yeah, and they're showing lines of people... waiting. Can you imagine waiting in line to get a gas... Like me and you go buy gas. At least once you get up there, you're out in 10 minutes. Right. Your car's filled up in 10 it takes minutes. takes you 30 minutes to yeah.
0: charge to get to the next place.
1: Fuck, it's more than that. Some of them are two and a half hours. They say if you pull a trailer on an electric car...
0: Forget about yeah, it. Yeah,
1: there's no, you have no energy. I mean, there's none. It don't work. I mean, people just get... We've let too many people tell us too long how we need to live our life. Life was a lot more a lot simpler 30 years ago. And a guy could fix his car at home.
0: Yep. Can't do that anymore. Shit no. They got it
1: fixed where you can't do a damn thing. But that's
0: even on like gas powered stuff. Ed was always bitching that yes. he couldn't uh
1: they've they've made it it used to be simple. Everybody could work on their car when it was just a typical six banger, eight, right. you know, V eight. I don't know how to work ride. on a car. Well, I don't either. Yeah, I do. Take it to John.
0: Take it, but but I mean, what happens when?
1: What happens when John's gone out of business? John's a local guy. John Gossi does our, uh, all our mechanic work. But, and, and Jeff Cersei and Mundy does it. The guys mean, are old. The guys are old, yeah. Who's going to fill in the in 60s and, and 70s? Yeah. I mean, shit.
0: I can't fix that stuff anymore.
1: Anymore? You never
0: could. You at least had the opportunity to work on it. You at yeah, least you had can. the opportunity to fuck it up. And you're lost. You, now you got to <clears> put a <throat> computer on it.
1: That's right. Everything's got to have a computer. world we live in now All right, anyways y'all thank y'all very much this is up next week Uh, check us out on YouTube at the Big Honker uh, podcast page and check out the First Family of Waterfowl go to stanfieldhunting.com go to shop and you can buy swag from the um, First Family of Waterfowl and other Stanfield Hunting and Big Honker podcast gear stuff we have for sale get ready for hunting season Uh, before we know it now yep we'll be fixing on vacation again last one of the year just Sad. Thank you all very much for listening. To us. God bless you. all have a great week.
0: Go check out all of our great sponsors before you leave. Go check out Double T British Kennels, Ducks Unlimited, Dirty Duck Coffee, sh- Stanfield Hunting Outfitters, Bangtail Whiskey, uh, Alpha Outdoor Specialties, Looking Glass Duck Club Podcast, Lucky Duck, Shin Gear Waiters, Gundog Outdoors, Pacific Call, Dive Bomb Industries, and the one and only Boss Shot Shows.